Quiet on the set. Action. Welcome to the Movie Machine Podcast, a production of Hot Chocolate Media where we make up a movie really fast for you based on a random suggestion from the internet. I am joined by three of the Hollywood elite today. We have our writer, Ben Lifson, who is Paul Giamatti's beard groomer on Sideways. We have Kyle Decker, our director, who is Jack Black's body double on Tropic Thunder. Then we have Eric Thompson, who is the script supervisor on Wild Hogs. Mm-hmm. Welcome, gentlemen. Oh, it's Thank good you. to be here. So... Yeah. I had to work out so much to be Jack Black's body double. It was hard. Mm. The theme of our story today is lighthearted action. The main character is an overworked thief. The start of the story is surgery, and the end of the story is service. So, in the opening scene, we see Carmen Sandiego (laughs) taking off with Mount Rushmore. You know, we will have some sort of like elaborate, you know, treadmill sort of thing, just picking it up. Maybe, or maybe she just takes Jefferson, okay, make it more realistic. Mm. And the Acme Crime Lab come in on their like um, their spy jets, and they come down, and you know, they'll have some witty banter. They'll know they'll have realized Carmen was there because of some geographic clue, like four heads are better than one crime detectives, and they'll be like, "We found you, Carmen." And so, you know, they get. They get, uh, Carmen gets away, but you know, the, the mission was a bust. So Carmen goes back to the Vile Agency, which is the company she runs, and you know, she is just, she is just swamped, okay? You know, stealing all these monuments and none of them working out, and she, you know, her minions keep leaving, you know, and it's really hard to find minions with weird pun names who will steal national monuments with the condition that they'll leave clues to exactly where they're going. So. She decides, you know what? She's going to go on a vacation. So she decides she's just leaving it all behind. Um, no, she wants to actually leave crime business in general. So she gets some plastic surgery, changes her name to um, San Diego, and just kind of tries to make a new life. But you know, so much through the movie is her trying. She gets tempted back into her old ways. You know, correcting people about geography or sometimes history, and you know, trying to steal. You know little things everywhere and meanwhile the acme lab you know they're looking for her everywhere trying to f- follow some clues all sort of stuff like that um but they can't find her because you know even because she's crafty she's a crafty one um it's how she stayed hidden for so long so at the end uh carmen finally finds a new calling where she realizes without her take dominating the thief market you know a bunch of new players are trying to get in and she decides She's going to see things from the other side, sort of a, um, you know, undercover cop thing. So she auditions as a minion, and some hijinks go with that. Uh, she, she gets found out. All sorts of craziness can happen. Uh, at the end, she decides she's going to sell her... She doesn't want to go back to being Carmen San Diego, so she sells her service to these new uh, super criminals, giving her advice, sort of being a behind-the-scenes sort of character. And uh, she makes a whole business model just giving advice of how to steal... Uh, the Washington Monument. The moral of the story is what, or the name is 
What happened to Carmen Sandiego? Hmm. All right. So, Kyle, the, uh, the script for what happened to Carmen Sandiego has just come across your desk. And I do mean script. This was typed on a, a typewriter rather than a computer. Um, you can tell by the slight ink smudging in places here and there. What do you think? Sure. Uh, I'm actually have long wanted to work on an intellectual property based movie. Like I couldn't get a Marvel movie, but so hey, I'll settle for an early '90s video game property. I mean, people love retro stuff. Carmen Sandiego's, you know, people still get it. I, I mean, it's it's popular, so that's that's uh, awesome. So uh, first, I'm going to tie into things that are hot and current. I'm going to get Kristen Ritter to play Carmen Sandiego. You know, she's come off Jessica Jones, so this is her chance. You know, she shows kind of dark and gritty with a sense of humor in Jessica Jones, but she's going to, you know ham it up a little bit we'll really play in that nostalgia factor one thing we're gonna do we need some bad guys so uh and we're gonna embrace the pun names of the bad guys so uh the main bad guy we're gonna have uh played by brian blessed he's gonna be playing baron grinnett uh yes that was an actual character from like people look at oh yeah it was in carbon san diego 3 venture or whatever uh, on that floppy disk I had. People will be all into it. So Brian Blessed playing the villain. He's going to be the guy who takes over Vile after Carmen Sandiego leaves. And, uh, you know, the whole Kristen Ritter and Jessica Jones had the story of, like, trying to find her place so we can really play up Carmen Sandiego trying to, like, find her new spot in the world as a minion and eventually monument theft consult- consultation service. And in fact, she's going to start an agency with her own, like, team of former criminals. Cyberpunk, for instance, Decryption, uh, Archieology, you know, all of those can work in her uh, lab. Uh, I don't really care who plays with them. I think it'd be really fun to get just a whole lineup of different stand-up comedians. So you got, you got Kristen Ritter and Brian Blessed, your more traditionally trained actors, to play the two leads. And then basically all these pun-based other villains that come in and some of the acting. We'll just get a whole cavalcade of great stand-up comedians. So we'll get Maria Bamford and Patton Oswalt and, uh, you know, just whoever... Louis C.K. We'll get all of them just to come in and play these different. Give them, give them a chance to ham it up and have fun. And yeah, that's we'll do them. It, it'll just have lots of jokes. It'll have kind of lots of jokes. Kind of, we'll add some. We'll punch it up. We'll have have the writer have some jokes that kind of owe to the '90s things. But also let we're working those comedians. Let them do a lot of improv, off script stuff too, and just have fun with it. Let them just kind of chew scene with this kind of cheesy retro concept and just make it a super lighthearted, never taking ourselves seriously, you know, lots of set pieces of interactions between the comedians and everything. Almost like letting him do little mini vignettes of stand up from scene to scene overall with a, we'll keep the arc of, of Brian Blessed, Baron Grinnett versus Kermit San Diego overall. And they end up, you know, teaming up, working together at the end. You know, she's the, she comes up with the plans and he executes them with his team of supervillains. Or pun villains, whatever they are. Sure. Okay, Eric, Rotterbund Games is uh, contacting you, letting you know that there's a, a script that their crew has been working on for a Carmen San Diego movie. How are you going to get this thing made? So, I I like the idea of what happened to Carmen San Diego. It sounds like it sounds like a fun script. Uh, it kind of gives us a glimpse into. Uh, what what happened to one of our most iconic uh, thieves of our youth? Um, I like the concept. Few things. Acme, little dated. 
Uh, I feel like people who know that are going to associate that more with things like Looney Tunes than with than with Carmen Sandiego. I, but that's I know, why it was... I know. But uh, I'm thinking that Sherlock is really hot right now. We go with Scotland Yard. I think that's that's a bit more iconic. I think that'll be that'll be a bigger deal. Uh, I think people will get that. Uh, that'll also let us hit the, uh, you know, some of the British accents. Get get people talking a little fancier. Yeah, I think Hugh that'll... Laurie. We'll get Hugh. He's he does he's done comedy. Yeah, yeah. Sounds great. Perfect. And Stephen Fry, Hugh Laurie. Yeah, mm-hmm. more British comedians too. Nick Grab a Tim Minchin. I mean, Australian, but still close mm-hmm. enough. He's in England now. That'll work. Let's see. Uh, Santiago. I'm thinking we go with Santiago. That'll kind of uh, broaden the demographic a bit. I think that's a minor change, but I mean, just roll with it. That should be fine. I like the criminal advisor angle. I think we need to. I think we need to run with that a little bit more. Uh, have her plan. Help them plan to steal more things. Show that her ambition hasn't died off. Now, when when I'm thinking uh, when I'm thinking of uh, a jet-setting thief going on vacation. I mean, her regular job is jet-setting. Where are we going to send her? It's got to be some somewhere a little more mundane. Show her a little bit restless. I don't think she goes to the Bahamas or anything like that. I think she goes someplace not, not as impressive. Uh, someplace that might kind of contrast her, her past life. I feel like since we're already leaning on the 90s stuff, we need to lean a little harder. Uh, let's get Will Smith in there. Just somehow. Um, he'll make a little cameo, but I mean, we got to go the whole Fresh Prince line. I mean, people got that. Uh, let's get some pogs in there. I don't know how, but we need them if we're talking 90s. And I didn't once hear the name Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, you guys are killing me here. I mean, he's in everything. If this is a movie, he's got to be in it. That's just where it falls. Uh, so, budget. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm feeling a little generous. We're going to go 125 mil. Nice. Probably mostly all go to the cameos. Yeah, but, you know, I get it. But I mean, you yeah. want to do a lot of cameos. Yeah, we want to make sure that they're that. worth it. We that they're worth it. I mean, you have people swooping in, dropping a clue, and then swooping out. But we want people to kind of, with the like, oh, I know that guy. That was that was the Fresh Prince. So let's just run with that. All right. So Ben, you've had a couple of quick changes. You got some money behind it. You got some big names attached. What comes next? How are you going to make this story? exactly what you want it to be. Okay, so a couple things. First off, um, I've added at least a couple possibilities you can pick of, uh, I think we need to at least reference Acme. Hmm. Uh, you know, sort of like, say something like, Scotland Yard, what is this? Are we are we police or are we a Looney Tunes? You know, something like that. Hmm. Um, just, you know, a little fan, a little wink. You know, going through it, I feel like they're a character that was missing, and you can cast him with one of those characters, but um, we need a sort of... Someone really in Scotland Yard who's hunting Carmen, you know, sort of the Javert to their uh, Valjean, uh, Carmen's Valjean. You know, someone have a bit of a cat and mouse going on, uh, have the sort of hero antagonist. You know, when Carmen's in hiding, you know, he's right on the tail of her, you know, obsessed with maybe even other agents are saying, well, Carmen's changed. She's not a threat anymore. And him just being so obsessed with catching Carmen San Diego, you know, and proving himself a super sleuth. Um, I think that will, would add a lot of drama to the film. Um, they can definitely play off each other a lot. Uh, I've added a final confrontation on top of a bell tower, um, which I think will look very nice. Let's see. I think this might be stepping on your toes a little bit, but 
I think that uh, we should have a, a, cameo, a chief, the chief of Scotland Yard, and that could be you know a reference to the Avengers have Samuel Jackson be in charge of Scotland mm. Yard. Mm. Um, you know, and then you could have just given him like one scene. Uh, again, feel free to cast whoever you want in that. But yeah, I think um, just their interplay and oh, uh, one other thing I've decided is actually I think in the original script, um, Carmen, even though she was getting paid, was giving her advice too easily. So I'm thinking she still gives them in sort of like clues that require knowledge of geography. Mm -hmm. um, and I also added a bit more that Carmen's having a bit more difficulty because of Google. Mm. I think we have to put that scene in there or uh, set it to be fully in the 90s um, instead of a lot of 90s nostalgia. Uh, I've written two versions of the script, uh, one that kind of looks back and one that takes place in the 90s. So I, I'm kind of leaning, but you can do whatever you want with that. So those are my big changes. Uh, really play up the um, Javert character. Uh, I'll give permission to the director to name him whoever he wants. And uh, yeah, that's basically it. I'm really liking where this is going. All right, uh, I got a lot to work with here. This is awesome. I'm actually gonna make Samuel L. Jackson as an American like detective. He's he's from they reference to as Acme uh, character. He's gonna, his name's gonna be Rock Solid. He's an actual old Acme character. He's gonna be he's gonna come over. Brian Blessed is gonna be the leader of the, the Scotland Yard detective because you know he's a he can do Scottish. He's a great British actor. Uh, we're gonna use the name Rob McCabe as, as his name. And I'm just pulling this right from the annals of Carmen San Diego. This is great. Uh, I love like dialing up Will Smith. That's awesome as one of the agents. Let's dial up in the 90s nostalgia. Let's get Ed O'Neill. Let's get uh, Roseanne Barr. Let's get Bob Saget, John Coulier, and or Dave Coulier and John Stamos from Full House. Let's just turn up that 90s nostalgia factor. We could have the three Full House guys, like, as a team of just teaming up, working. Maybe they get, you know, maybe they're incompetent. They're kind of clowns and everything. We'll let Bob Saget do his foul mouth thing. So it's like, here's nostalgia for Full House, but here's Bob Saget unfiltered mm -hmm. kind of thing. And we can just kill Dave Coulier because everyone hates him. Just have his character killed. And John Stamos' character can just, we can forget about him. He can just not be on screen that much. Just but let, we let Bob Saget and Will Smith just kind of play off each other, doing catchphrases and everything. That'll be really awesome. The whole thing, yeah. We'll film some more action shots with this. Just we, we have enough budget to do a few. I mean, we have the cameos. We can do some some cool action scenes with Bob Saget and Will Smith chasing down uh, Carmen Sandiego and, and some of her henchmen. We'll use some of the other. We'll, we'll maybe use Ed O'Neill as like the strong man for the for the villains, and maybe Roseanne Barr is like their their technical expert who's like calling the shots from a computer lab. Maybe she's some kind of super hacker. I like that. You know, put Roseanne Barr behind a computer. That'd be pretty sweet. Oh, you know what? Let's one last '90s nostalgia thing. I love to get. She she's actually pretty affordable. She's happy to work. She still looks pretty hot. Fran Drescher. Bring Fran Drescher in. She's going to be the dispatcher for the Scotland Yard. So, you know, actually not Scotland Yard, the contact back in the United States for uh, Sam Jackson's thing. She's going to continually contact him with information and everything. Uh, maybe even show up at the end final scene with the rest of the Americans uh, to, to have this final confrontation to take on uh, Carmen San Diego and haul her henchmen. And then uh, we'll recast the main villain. Uh, Brian Bless is now the Scotland Yard guy. We're going to recast the main villain for Baron Grinnett. Uh, let me use, let me see, 90s, nostalgia, 
Uh, oh, let's use uh, John Goodman. Okay. Let's make him, you know, like he's he's a fantastic actor, and but you know he's always he's a working actor, so we can get him in. And just let John Goodman be John Goodman. So there we go. Sure. So Eric, you've got a, a lot of changes here coming through. Uh, ben has managed to type up a digital file finally. Mm -hmm. uh, uh. He, he mailed an iPad to you so that you could read it with the changes. What do you think? Uh, well, once I washed the whiteout off of the iPad screen. Uh, I was able to actually dig in and, and read through the scripts, and I read both. I read the 90s set, and I read the modern set. I, we're going to go with the modern set, uh, because Carmen, she's overworked. She's having a hard time trying to figure out uh, the, the clues uh, that can't just be, you know, Googled. Can't, someone can't just pull out their smartphone and find that. Um, I'm thinking that while she's on vacation, we have some people taking selfies, and she's in the background. And... Oh, there's Carmen San Diego, and then they turn around and she's not there. I think that just kind of fits. That fits with her being overworked. So we're going to go with a more modern one. I love all the references. Uh, we're going to run with that. Uh, Fran Drescher, I'm okay with her being the dispatcher, provided that we do a callback to the robot from the Carmen San Diego game in the 90s. So we auto-tune her. Awesome. So auto-tune Fran Drescher. I think that would really fit with the tone. So... Samuel L. Jackson, he gets his directions from an auto-tune Fran Drescher. Uh, that's kind of... <laughs> that's what pushes, uh, pushes him along his path to try to track down and capture uh, Carmen Sandiego. I feel comfortable with where we're at. While we're making a lot of these cameos, and I know we talked about them a lot, we got to make sure that the focus is still on Carmen. This is, this is a story about Carmen. It's not about... Uh, it's Scotland Yard. It's not about the Acme division that Samuel L. Jackson is part of. They're mostly cameos. Uh, I mean, Sam Jackson, sure, he's got his big role. But most of the other people that we were mentioning are quick cameos as part of Scotland Yard. we got to make sure we keep this focused on Carmen for this longer story. Uh, I like the build-up. I like the payoff. I say we run with it. Anything else you want to add or change? I'm just going to give it the thumbs up and we're going to move it on. Okay. Sounds good. Well, I've plugged all the data into the movie machine. It took a while for it to figure out what was going on because things are a little bit weird with this one. But uh, I have some great news and I have some, some bad news. We'll have to see what's, what's going to happen. The great news is uh, the 90s nostalgia has worked. People are all over this. It's trending. It's got a lot of buzz around it. Everybody wants to go see this movie, particularly millennials, people who you know were... Kids in the 90s are really, really mm -hmm. interested in going to see this movie, and with all the big names attached, there's a lot of people who wouldn't necessarily be interested, but are like, oh wow, they got a lot of good people in this, I want to go see this movie. The bad news is that Broderbund has decided to use that to their advantage. So before they were asking for about 20% of revenue, uh, and after seeing the buzz, and after seeing how much... Uh, people are interested in this, they're now asking for 70% of the revenue or they're threatening to pull the plug on the whole project. But what are you guys going to do? Are you going to, is this something where you're going to change the characters or are you going to hand over a little bit more money? Well, I mean, we have a signed contract. Yeah. Um, I guess we're going to try step one litigation and just see if we can have them adhere to the contract. And if that doesn't work, I mean, we already got too much behind this. We just got to push things through. Do you think you can... I mean, it's not going to work without the... It's not going to work. got to have those cameos. Yeah. And the pogs. 
and the slap bracelets. Yep. Like we can't cut any of those. But you start with the writer. You got any clever ideas? How have a have a backup plan? Well, this is kind of out of my area. I would. Um, I have some things I'd like to add um, mm-hmm. if this all goes through correctly. Um, I don't think we can get rid of the Carmen name completely. Um, mm-hmm. I mean. Legally, I, I mean, I guess we could change some of the vile henchmen if that changes, but I don't know if that's going to change the rights at all. Um, I do have a couple things I'd like to add, if possible. Um, obviously, we don't want to get the rights to another character in this uh, difficult time, but if we don't name him, I'd really like to have a cameo from Waldo and have mm-hmm. them talk mm-hmm. to each other. Mm-hmm. You know, in the you know Carmen's hiding out and she finds another person who's hiding you know and again you know in the script we won't even call him Waldo it, it's just a little thing so legally we can say yeah, it's not Waldo it's Wally who was actually Waldo's other name in Britain so don't mm-hmm. use Wally either but um, don't even name him you know just mm-hmm. call him the striped man um, I also would like to add an after credit scene where we show the chrono skimmer. Um, so then in the sequel, if a sequel gets made, um, we have the door open to time travel. Um, and cause I already, I, I'm not, I was keeping this a bit of a secret, but while I was writing this, I started writing the, uh, where, when happened to Carmen San Diego and which I think is going to really take this to the next level. Um, so, it, you know, putting the little seeds there, uh, to the sequel of when they have to go in time and Carmen has to meet her past self and all sorts of interesting things, but that's another topic. I look forward to getting that iPad in the mail. Yeah. Um, you know, if, so. I feel like we just got to push back. Uh, and if they don't want to adhere to the contract, then I guess we'd counter with 35% instead of 20 and give them 75% of game sales. So I, I got an idea how we'll, we're going to make this work. I'm going to cut. I'm going to show them the cut if they screw us over and the cut if they actually want to honor their contract mm. and make a franchise this can just make us all rich if they just play they're going to get all the game they own the game rights this is just the movie money they're going to sell so much game and merchandising if they just play ball 20% but they got to stick with our original cut it's hilarious there's so much nostalgia the stinger at the end saying the sequel fans are going to lose their minds it's going to be the next big it's going to be it's going to be like hot tub time machine but it's actually going to stick around for two or three movies then I have a cut. So one day on set, Bob Saget got a little. He he uh, well, he and Ed O'Neill were hanging out in Ed O'Neill's uh, trailer for a while, and they kind of hit the scotch pretty heavy. Bob Saget came out kind of drunk for his cut, and I just was rolling camera. He ended up telling a forty-seven minute long aristocrats joke. Ah. And so I'll just put that in the cut if they screw us. Just forty-seven minutes of drunken Bob Saget mm-hmm. telling an aristocrats joke, and that's I'll just I'll stand by that. That's what we'll release if they insist on the seventy percent bullcrap, and then then the movie will tank and they won't have a franchise. That's fair. So we'll fight back with Bob Saget. That's what I'm going to do. Eric, anything else you want to add? Uh, I think we just gotta we gotta hear their response. Um, but I'm going to support my director. We're going to do what we can to get this out based on the agreement that we had already made. Uh, lean on that nostalgia heavy, and if they want to play hardball, we'll play hardball. Well, your uh, your hardball tactics do work. Uh, they settle for 35%, and they uh, agree to use the, the cut that you guys have done. Um, you guys make quite a lot of money on this movie. It's It plays really hard to that nostalgia, and a lot of people do it. Unfortunately, due to the fact that you didn't play ball with them, they do all fire you from the sequel. 
So <laughs> there is, uh, you make money from this one and you mm. get some um, additional revenue coming in after the fact, but you don't get to work on the next one. Well, it's okay, because I'm working on Math Munchers, the movie, <laughs> so... Just don't do Load Runner, they own that, too. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think the, the success of this, though, I, I, I have a friend who's, who said there's interest in an Oregon Trail movie. Mm. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy. It'll lead to more work. Well, we'll, we'll just lock into this 80s, 90s video game nostalgia movies. So, like, even with Adam Sandler's best hope to kill it with Pixels. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, we will wrap everything up today with a quote from our uh, our patron saint of ineffable wisdom, Guy Fieri. I feel like I'm in lasagna surgery here at Flavortown Memorial. How the fuck is that guy famous? 